Recover. I know. I mean, I didn't come in until 11 today. Oh, really? But I needed to be out for a pre-doctor's appointment. So. Gracious. This isn't a special meeting. This is just a regular meeting. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. The calendar ran out. Yeah. How are you doing here? Pretty good. How about you? Test. Hello. Oh, test. Okay. Busy. Test. Test. Oh, right, because the holiday. You have to cram it all in. You're expected to cram it all in the same amount of work in a shorter week. It just happens. It's, yeah, it just waits for you. The mics are on. They're not recording yet, though, I don't think. So we are on a hot mic. <laughs> now. And we're recording, too. Oh, we are recording. There we go. <laughs> I can't hear that one. Let me find my notes. Heather, if the light's blinking like this, Heather, Heather, if the light's blink, oh, never mind. Hello? Okay. Oh, yeah. We're good. Just took it a minute, I guess. I'm impatient. I did. They harassed us with emails first, though. <laughs> but and I di I didn't get the ethics training done yet. I noticed I had till June. So. Did you do it when you started, the ethics training? I remember taking them. Okay, that's why. That's probably why. Yeah, and so um, it's a new thing. And new. I think the last year, so that's why I have to do it. Because we didn't used to have to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think. Yeah, you probably did it when you started. I did yesterday. Thank you. Yesterday, I'm not sure about it yet. But yeah, thank you. Thanks. I keep putting it behind my ears because it's a little oh, shaggy. You're in? All right. Good evening and welcome to the special meeting of the Historic Preservation Committee uh, for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. May I have the roll call, please? Okay, Member Thompson, Thomas, Thomas. Okay. sorry, Here. I literally just looked at it. <laughs> Thomas, thank you. Member Euler? Here. Vice Chair Stratton? Here. Chair Sariano? Here. And Member Craig is absent tonight. Okay. So we still have a quorum. Um, public communications. This is the time we set aside for public communication to talk about any item that is not on tonight's agenda. Do we have, is there anyone who would like to speak to us on 
Any item not on the agenda? I have one public speaker, Stephen Schaefer. All right. Oh, it's not on, I don't think. Oh, I didn't oh. turn it on. Hello. Oh, hi. Um, good evening. My name is Stephen Schaefer from the San Buenaventura Conservancy. Just wanted to say hello tonight um, and uh, I'll let you know of a couple of things that are that are coming up uh, and a couple of interesting things that have happened in Ventura. Um, one uh, sort of historic preservation success story is obviously that the Elks Lodge uh, has uh, opened and is now the Hotel San Buenaventura and their lobby bar is now open. That's pretty great. We had a couple of tours there. Um, so I suggest that you swing by there and if you're there on an evening and a weekend, you might be able to twist an arm and, and get a tour of a room or two. Um, the other thing is uh, the San Buenaventura Conservancy is having a heritage and house uh, happy hour at Gloria's Kitchen coming up on the 28th of February between 4 and 6.30, uh, 4.30 and 6.30. So, and that's just sort of a really informal get-together of like-minded people in preservation and history and uh, archives and things like that who are interested in um, preservation. And uh, we just like to get out there in the community and we can answer some questions sort of informally that way and also talk about real estate and, and uh, all of the things that are, that are adjacent to preservation. Um, in addition to that, just basically, you know, I'll, I'll speak a little later to the Mills Act, um, but um, we are, uh, you know, the historic preservation organization in town, and um, it's great to see you guys back together again, getting the band back together. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry, did you say February 28th? February 28th, 430. Okay. Thank you. That's all the public comment. All righty. I think we can move on to the approval of the meeting minutes. And we have meeting minutes. Um, I have a comment. Um, the meeting minutes for August 17th are posted on the website already Thanks. as final. Oh, okay. My it's bad. just a mistake. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, well, maybe they were approved. But. Um, we couldn't approve them last time because we didn't have a quorum for the oh, minutes. All right. Okay. So uh, do we have any... Um, Edits or comments on the minutes from August 17th? Yes. Um, I would think I would have to abstain since I had hip surgery and did not attend the meeting. Yes, and that's perfectly fine because we do have three members here out of the five that will be able to um, vote. Do we have any comments or edits? I don't have any. Okay. I don't either. Then we can, um, I, can I move, can I make a motion or just, I'll make, okay, go for it. I make a motion <laughs> that we approve the August 17th um, meeting minutes as presented. And I will second. Okay. Member Thomas. I approve, yes. Okay. Mem uh, Member Euler is abstaining. Um, Vice Chair Stratton. Yes. And Chair Soriano. Yes. Motion carries. And the next, um, we need to approve the October 19th minutes. 
October 19, 2023. Are there any edits or comments on those minutes? Uh, yes, I have one edit. Uh, on page three of the minutes, there's a repeating city council in the uh, first line. Okay. Just, just a minor comment. Okay, yeah, I can correct that. Yeah, there's just a typo. Any other edits or comments? None from me. None from me. I make a motion that we approve the October 19th uh, minutes and with the slight change that um, Member Euler identified. Okay. Thank you. Member Thomas? I think we need a second. second. Do we need a second? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'd like to second the motion. Okay, thank you, Member Euler. Now we can roll call. Okay, <laughs> Member Thomas? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Member Euler? Yes. Vice Chair Stratton? Yes. Chair Soriano? Yes. Okay, motion carries. <laughs> We're all wild tonight. <laughs> order. Okay, what's next? Let's see. Oh, approval of the Historic Preservation Committee 2024 hearing calendar. And it says there's a staff report, but I think that was just a memo for us, right? Yeah, there should, it should. And the meeting is set up. It's the staff is recommending this. I'll just read it. Historic Preservation Committee adopt the 2024 meeting calendar with public meeting dates on the third Thursday of each month at 6 p.m. Do we have any comments on that? Is, is that in November and December, the meetings will probably be the second week I think that was of posted, the month? It was posted that way. Okay. Yeah on the, the sample calendar. I do have a question. Did um, Design Review, did they adopt the, their calendar? They adopted their calendar okay. last night. Okay. So theirs was also a special meeting. Oh, right. They adopted their calendar. So ours, our day follows theirs. I was, yes. I was curious. I make a motion that we accept um, the 2024 hearing calendar. I second that motion. Okay. Member Thomas? Yes. Member Euler? Yes. Vice Chair Stratton? Yes. Chair Soriano? Yes. Okay, motion carries. Now we need to elect, I have so many papers. I need to, op uh, we are going to elect a new chair or we need to elect the chair and the vice chair. So I open nominations for chair first and any member may nominate any other member for chair, and a second is not necessary. So do we have nominations for chair? I nominate Elizabeth Soriano. Do we have any other nominations? I recommend Susan Stratton. You can decline if you want. Pardon me? You can decline if you want. You know you're going to be vice chair, so. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you only close. need one nomination. So, someone want to close nominations, or? I will close the nomination. Okay. So, you want me to call the roll? Sure. Sure. Okay. Member Thomas. Okay. Oh, decide first. Yeah. Okay. Member Euler. Is it, is it Susan? Elizabeth. Is no, for you, because yeah, she said she yes. de she's not. Oh, you are de declining. Did you, is that did what you I, decline? did I misunderstand that? That's fine, I'll decline. No, 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 it's up hey, to hey, you, hey. I miss. 
We're fine. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Okay, I will uh, support Chairman. Thank you. Doriana. <laughs> okay. Vice Chair Stratton? I support the nomination. Okay, and Chair Soriano? Sure, yes. Okay. I accept the nomination. Congratulations. Thank you. And now I can open the nominations for Vice Chair. And I would like to nominate Susan Stratton for Vice Chair. Do we have any other, any other nominations? Okay, well we can go to a vote. Okay, sorry. sorry. I was feeling no. bad about the time. No, the, no, no, no. Okay. We're good. Okay. We're very good. Member Thomas? Yes. Okay. Member Euler? Yes. Vice Chair Dratton? Yes. Chair Soriano? Yes. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now we can move on to the formal items. Um, I guess that was one formal item. The next one is the is Project 230463, the Briggs Residence Mills Act, located at 865 East Thompson Boulevard. And I think we have a staff presentation. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to ask if any members of the committee have had ex parte communications and need to report or recuse themselves from this item. No, not no. I. No. no. Okay. Staff report, thank you. Great. Good evening, everyone. My name is Kira Pasqua, and I'm an assistant planner with the City of Ventura. And the item before you this evening is a Mills Act contract with the owner of the Briggs Residence, local landmark number 81, located at 856 East Thompson Boulevard. Next slide, please. The Mills Act is a state law authorizing local governments to enter into contracts with owners of local landmark properties, which, allow, which then allows for an alternative tax assessment that can result in a lower property tax for the landmark property. In return for the lower tax assessment, the property owner is expected to use the tax savings to improve and maintain the property in accordance with the regulations of the State Office of Historic Preservation and Secretary of Interior Standards for the treatment of historic properties. The city application for Mills Act contract requires a plan for continued maintenance of the property and including the nature and cost of any rehabilitation, restoration, or preservation work. The contracts are for a minimum of 10 years. They automatically renew each year, and they run with the property, meaning it can be, pa be passed on to future owners. Next slide. The subject landmark is the Briggs residence located off of East Thompson Boulevard. It's an approximately two-and-a-half-story building constructed in 1894. There are five other landmarks in proximity to the subject property. The Sifford House Landmark 52 to the north and Hobart Bar Lucking Residence Landmark 104 and Lucking Residence Landmark 106 located to the west. Robert Sutton Residence Landmark 41 and Swift and Company Landmark Building uh, 108 located to the south of the property. The Briggs Residence was design, uh, designated as a landmark on May 10th 1993 for the embodiment of distinct Queen Anne Victorian architectural style. The house was built for in 1894 for retired Arthur D. Briggs, a former Satakoy resident and skilled butcher. On January 11, 1993, the Architectural Review Board granted approval for remodel and addition construction, additional construction paving the way for the residence transformation into a congregate care facility. Since 1993, the residence remains virtually unchanged from that time. Next slide, please. 
The resident is building, residential building is a two and a half story Queen Anne Victorian that represents the architecture typical with high pitched main tr truncated hip and intersecting gable, gablet roof, large Morris arched window, hipped roof, front porch, and spindle and spool detail with dentals. Next slide, please. The City Council's resolution for the landmark designation included the site landscaping and two existing craftsman bungalows located behind the main house. However, the landmark designation does not describe any historic features of the property besides the Queen Anne-style main residence. The applicant is requesting the main residence as well as the bungalows and barn building located in the rear site to be included in the Mills Act contract. Next slide, please. The property owner has provided a conceptual timeline for property preservation, rehabilitation items included in the Mills Act contract should be those necessary to protect the structural integrity of the property or prolong the life of the building, those that preserve the character-defining features of the structure, and those that restore the structure according to the standards. Only the exterior is nominated for landmark protection, and the entire exterior fa uh, fabric of the structure will be subject to the contract. Any activity outside of rate, uh, routine maintenance will require review and approval from the city. Items inc included um, that do not require a building permit and may not require a formal planning application. Next slide, please. Staff recommends the HPC approve a minute motion recommending the city council approve the Mills Act. Staff struggled with the assessment process because the landmark included the bungalows and landscaping without providing any information about these structures. Staff discussed the situation with HRG and their position is was that they did not think including the barn and bungalows would create any future conflicts or problems with the property's designation. However, if the bungalow and the barn are included in the Mills Act contract, then any future improvements to any structures on the property will now require a phase two historic assessment. Next slide, please. Staff is available for any questions. In addition, the applicant's representative is here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do we have any questions for staff? I have a question. This is regarding the guidance and or implementation of the Mills Act by the city uh, with regards to spending funds on a portion of the landmark that is not designated in the landmark, such as the barn, because we're going to include, I think it's $7,000 to paint or re-roof and paint the barn, but the barn was the one building that was not included in the landmark, does, you know, as part of a contributor or non-contributor. I mean, it just wasn't identified as anything. So my question is, can Mills Act funds be spent on something that is not identified as or called out in the landmark nomination? Um, thank you for the question, um, Member Stratton. Um, it's, 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 you know, the city's not like cutting a check for $7,000 or anything. It's really an estimate on how much they think it's going to to cost for that work, um, and they'll be getting the, the tax benefit. Um, and if it's included, the tax assessor will, you know, try to determine the value of it. Um, it's really what it comes down to, you know, comfort level of HPC. 
Um, as mentioned, staff did struggle with you know these this parts of the proposal because we don't know that much about it. We know it's old. Um, we looked at old um, Sanborn maps and photographs. Everything that's on the property today seems to be go back as far as we can go as being um, w original with that the rest of the property. So you know as the property as a whole, we do think it you know they they do contribute to each other, and we do have a comfort level there as well, we do want the property to be preserved as a whole as well. So we're, we're okay from, from that stance where, you know, if, if they are going to use some of their tax benefits to preserve and maintain the barn as well as the other structures, um, we, we can support that. So that's kind of where we got, but it does ultimately come down to HPC where, where you decide as well. Okay. What, um, I guess my next question then would be what has been you know this hasn't not come up during my tenure on the HPC so what has sort of been the past we I don't wouldn't say that we we've gone down one track altogether there have been times where the HPC wanted and actually requested like landscaping to be um, included in the mm -hmm. contract um, and it the thought was that it probably was original with the the design of the house so that would um, there was a you know there was a reason behind it, but um, you know it's been really a, a discretionary as far as what the HPC wanted. Um, you're considered a you know experts in t in this, and their <coughs> recommendation um, carries the weight really for staff and for city council. So um, I wouldn't say that we're 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 creating a new precedent if we decide to include the barn at this time. Okay, thank you very much. Does the city consider the property as a whole as being part of the landmark designation? It, the, it, it pretty much does. It, it talks about the landscaping, talks about the bungalows. Mm -hmm. It didn't specifically call out the barn, but it's not too much of a stretch to, to go there. Um, and then, as mentioned as well, you know, so going forward, if there was any um, improvements or alterations to the barn, craftsman, or um, the main residence, we would then require a phase two assessment. And at that point, we would probably be learning a lot about, about all those features that currently we just don't know. Is there a means for us to update the designation? Or amend the designate, designation somehow to make it clearer in the um, future. We have sta uh, city hasn't taken the lead on that. Um, the property owner could um, request that. Uh, HPC could make that kind of recommendation as well. We have a lot of uh, kind of have an era of landmarks that were created without mm -hmm. no you know all the homework behind it. So uh, it's kind of getting in line. We could probably create a, a big list of landmarks that probably need their descriptions to be updated. Thank you. Oh, sorry, I have another question. Um, it says the main residence as well as the barn building located in the rear of the site to be included in the Mills Act. Does the Mills Act contract, does that mean the bungalows will be excluded or it's just, they're not just stated in this? At, at this time, we would like all the structures to be included. Okay, that's what I thought you had said when in the presentation. And, and I misread it here, I think. 
I think because the work is going on in the barn and the main house first. Okay, thank you. Anyone have any other questions of staff? No. Are there any members of, do we ask the applicant first or do we ask the public? Presentation by the applicant. Applicant. Does the applicant have anything to add? Yeah. Do you have that? I, we don't have that, but we could, yeah. we could pass around the phone if you want. Yeah, I was going to say that that would be. Um, do you know how old it is? Do you, do you know how old the picture is? I don't. It looks like they're constructing the barn at that time. But, I have something but it shows up on the Sanborn maps right from there, from that era, from 1894. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What year? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 1906? Well, I'm going to explain it in a minute. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you're ready. Also on the agenda, just so you know, the address is typed wrong. Oh. It's right on the card, but it's wrong on the agenda. It's right on the card, but wrong on the agenda. So let's just... Ah, let's note that, that's on the agenda. The addresses for the property is incorrect? Oh, no, I'm okay. Oh, what, which, what, what's it supposed to say? It says 856. It says 856 on mine. That's the staff report. She's looking at the agenda. Oh, sorry. I have so many papers. Oh, it's just uh, flipped. The, so eight, 856. Yeah. Right, it's supposed to be 856 on the agenda. So that's, we'll correct it. Yeah, oh, go ahead and yeah, please, please, thank you. 856, okay. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, I just wanted to uh, say. Cynthia, can I ask you to speak into the mics? Because yes, the, the one it records. It, yes, thank it does. you. Sorry. That we agree with the um, um, their recommendation that the entire property be included, um, but I do have some information that would shed light on that for you. Um, this is a Sanborn map from 1906. Now, the house, the property was developed in 1894. We know that from the 1983 survey that was done of the entire town done by Judy Treem, and through property records, roles, and directories, we know that it was established in 1894. We have Sanborn maps begin for our city in 1886, 1892, and 1906, and then they continue to 1910, and then they, the next one is 1928. So this property would not appear on the 1892 Sanborn because it was two years before it was built. However, the first one it appears on is the 1906, and you can just pass this around. That's the house and the barn, and it remains in the same configuration all the way to today. Um, the other thing is examining the landmark language.
It says in Resolution 93-50, when uh, dated May 10, 1993, in Section 4, it says the City Council hereby designates the A.D. Briggs House, its general appearance and landscaping, the two craftsman bungalows behind the main house, and that property which it is located upon, known as 856 East Thompson Boulevard, assessor's parcel number, blah, 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 and historic landmark. So everything on the parcel is a historic landmark, which shall be subject to all privileges, conditions, and requirements associated with such designation as are or may be set forth in section 1340 of the San Buenaventura Ordinance Code. Of course, the Mills Act became um, active and uh, official in the city of Ventura in 2004. So they weren't even thinking about that at this time. But that's why it said it would be uh, applicable to anything new that would come up in the future. But my understanding of this when I read it is that it's everything on the parcel. Mm -hmm. And most landmark out, um, designations say that it is the parcel. That's how it's commonly done. Thank you. Is there any other questions yeah. that you would have of me? Questions? I have a couple of minor questions. Yes. Uh, is this your first time uh, for an application for the Mills Act? I've been doing this for 20 years. I was one of the people that instituted the Mills Act in the city of Ventura. It's her first time. Her first. She's the applicant. I'm the consultant. <laughs> okay. So. So, um, and, and you're comfortable with all the provisions and what's required. Yes. If you make any major, suggest any major changes, it's going to require a design review or a phase two analysis. Right. You're comfortable with that? Yeah, Kira explained that to her, and right. so she's comfortable with it. Um, and then the conceptual timeline, um, you mentioned all the things that you plan to do over the course of time up to of 10 years. 2033. Um, yeah. The existing color of the of the house is the, like a light green. Do you envision that staying during that period? It, that's up to her. But uh, there is no, there's no jurisdiction in terms of colors. We have no idea what the original color was of the house. And there's no preservation principles. Right, Jared? Um, the deal with paint? We have city regulations that say a historic resource um, should be reviewed by the HPC for color changes. Um, when people approach us and ask us, then we take them through that process. A lot of it gets, gets done without us knowing, though. Okay. The only reason why I'm raising that is because when you describe everything else that you envision doing, you say uh, like for like, like for like, mm -hmm. but the paint uh, issue doesn't say like for like. So the, the, uh, I was told when I purchased the place in 1993 when it uh, got on the historic, that they had to go through a whole color scheme thing. They did that then. And, we and don't do that anymore. It was a color scheme that was for the period. Right. And I, uh, it has been painted since we kept it exactly the same color. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. So I wasn't, I mean, I think it wasn't Mills Act yet, but I just still wanted to keep it like for like. If you read the Secretary of the Interior Standards, there is no requirement for paint. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's yeah. discretionary. Just a minor. Oh, certainly. I even kept the purple front door. Very good. <laughs> purple. Is it is it? Currently a single-family residence now, or because it used to be a care home, correct? It was care 
home then it was uh, business kids and families together that's why oh, I right. took them the okay profit. and they were using it as offices all of it but there's a single family in there now oh okay and it's it's income property it's always been income property since the 1930s um, it's been that there is a um, in the building records there are footprints they have what is called um, a uh, here let me just show it to you I did submit this with the application because I figured it was already a landmark so it wasn't necessary but I put this book together for Monica because she required she asked very nicely for a uh, uh, a history so I'm looking for my building records they're in the front alphabetical it's so beautiful inside you just can't believe it kids and families kept it pristine when I purchased it it was perfect that's wonderful these are called building description blanks it's important to know that there was no planning entity commission committee anything in the city until 1928 so you have a lot of these in the files of older properties and they're mostly dated at 1928 because that's when everybody had to file one of these although they may have been um, submitted later than that but this is called a building description blank and basically it always has the drawn footprint of the buildings on the property and their dimensions and what they're made of and what their foundation is and what have you. These are very helpful because it tells you what's changed, what's the same, what's changed. This is the, the bungalow, the bungalows. And um, this is partly the garage and the other one of the bungalow. It says garage right here on it. So. These were existing structures when the planning department required the owner to um, uh, file a blank so that they've got some kind of file in the system for this particular address. And those are very helpful. And then, of course, all the, all the work that's been done is in the building records. And most of it, none of it has been on the outside. It's all been on the inside. It's been, they added a foundation in the 50s and, um, you know, Basically, that's it as far as heavy-duty construction. Great. So, Thank you. Does anyone welcome. else have questions of the applicant? No? Oops, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any comments from any speakers from the public? Shafe? Steve Schaefer, San Buenaventura Ventura Conservancy. Obviously, uh, we're always supportive of historic preservation and Mills Act contracts are, are great and, and definitely pursue that aim. Um, there's a couple of topics that came up during the discussion that I thought I, I could address because we've been um, following these meetings and, and had members on these meetings uh, in, on the HPC for decades, I guess now. So, and, and the HPC has made recommendations internally uh, about what is historic and what isn't historic. That's something that, that generally uh, staff has turned to HPC and, and it's probably a good thing because um, that's where the, the expertise is supposed to happen at, you know, and that's why you're a CLG board is you're supposed to be able to, to take a look at a building and 
take the basic pieces of information and, and come to a determination if something is historic or not and needs further review or, or, or something like that. So, so you can feel comfortable if, if, you're, if you're expanding on that role. Um, I would mention that if you're familiar with National Register of Historic Places nominations in the, in the 80s and, and the 90s, the era that this was nominated, um, you could nominate a building with a two-page typed form. And now we're looking at 30 or 50 pages in architectural historians and, and thousands of dollars. The Conservancy is in the process of nominating the Washington School. And um, you know, that was a $14,000 project. So um, uh, it's because the, these buildings, when they are listed as historic resources, even though a lot of people look at them as restrictions, they have a lot of opportunities and they have a lot of benefits. Some of those benefits are the Mills Act internally, but they also are uh, on the National Register level, uh, things like tax credits and uh, the, the obviously using the Historic Building Code, which is very, very, uh, a huge benefit. So, so uh, you know, I have mentioned before, uh, and I mentioned this at one point uh, year, uh, months ago to Elizabeth, that, uh, you know, the HPC could take a look at the landmarks list. The landmarks list has quite a few flaws, some typos and some things like this in it that aren't 100% consistent with preservation with this particular ordinance because those landmarks have been around since the 1980s and you know if you each took a slice of that list and and looked at it and said you know can we correct these things so that what goes out to the public is accurate and uh, reflects the latest naming of the building and the addresses are correct and maybe there's some buildings out there that aren't historic resources anymore and those can get you know removed from the list that's not necessarily what we want but we also don't want to you know, uh, designate things that aren't historic resources. So um, this might be one of those corrections where, you know, uh, every parcel that in the ordinance that has a historic resource, the entire parcel is listed, as Cynthia said. And in this particular case, um, uh, it's, not, it's not unusual to have everybody concentrating on the house in the 1990s because that's the beautiful thing that it is. Um, but the whole parcel is really part of it and, and so the Mills Act would apply. So that's my comments, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to close the public hearing and the commission can deliberate or ask the staff any further questions. We need to deliberate. Well, I'd just like to comment that I'm actually um, pleased that the barn could be in incorporated into further discussion about the property. It's a really amazing structure. And, um, my kids, when they were very young, took an art class in the barn. I remember them at. Uh, going into that structure and, and feeling its historic uh, potential. So that'd be great if further work gets done on, on the barn that that becomes part of Ventura's historic record. I think I'm comfortable with the fact that um, we look at this parcel in its whole entirety. Mm -hmm. um, we include the bungalows and the barn mm -hmm. and the main residence and all is one landmark, and the resolution points to that. So I think mm -hmm. if we take a comprehensive look, I think that's what you were suggesting, um, that that's a better way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're kind of all on the same page there, it seems. Yeah. So are we comfortable? 
I'm comfortable with looking at it in total. That this is probably a little nitpicky, but I would like to see like for like change to like with in kind instead of like for like because with in kind is used, I know, at the SHPO's office by their architectural historians or architects, their historians. Uh, it just, it goes, since we're talking about the potential of updating things, I just think that I would like to have, see that language changed like for like to in kind, rather. And then I th also think without great expense or, or time, I would also like to make a recommendation that uh, the nomination be updated to include, we're dealing the exterior, I believe you said that very little, if anything, has been changed on the exterior. It would be nice to identify, since we're going through the Mills Act with um, receiving or giving funds to maintain of the property, that we have a better understanding of what the contributors and contributing features and things are of not only the Queen Anne house, but also the bungalows and the barn, so that we have a more comprehensive look. So that would be my re recommendation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the terminology too. They all often use in kind in the um, sort of government paperwork. Um, would you mind making the motion then with, okay. with those caveats? <laughs> sure. Thank you. Um, I make, and guys jump in here. <laughs> I make a motion that uh, we proceed with approving, giving, the, approving Mills the, the Mills Act, the request for the Mills Act for the property at 856. Um, Thompson Boulevard. Thompson Boulevard, and then along with the approval of the Mills Act, I would like to see an, a change in the wording of like for like being changed to in kind, and I would also like to see an update of the 1993 landmark nomination that calls out and incorporates the barn as part of the landmark property so that it's, we include all of the structures and the landscaping. I don't want to forget the landscaping. Um, and that we also uh, get some idea of character, the exterior character defining features and more information on the barn and the bungalows and the relationship because we know it was the Briggs family home. He was a butcher, but we don't really know where, what, I mean, was the barn a barn? Did the barn morph into something different? When did the bungalows get there? What's the relationship of the bungalows to the uh, larger parcel? Yes, Cynthia? Pardon me? Well, we're, we're hearing a recommendation. There, we don't have any um, legal mandate to require it, but we're hoping you're listening and receptive to it. It'll at least be on the record. <laughs> I will second. Okay. Member Thomas? 
Yes. Member Euler? Yes. Vice Chair Stratton? Yes. Chair Soriano? Yes. Motion carries. Um, now's the time for staff communication. Does the staff have anything to uh, relate to the committee? Well, um, I would like to bring to everyone's attention that we have a new community development director, Rachel Diamond, um, who I think officially took the chair this week. And um, so we're looking forward to working with her under her direction. And I think that is about it. So thank I, you. I saw that name and I, I wondered. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I, I have a something to ask the staff. It happens, it, it's about the landmarks. Um, I was looking at the list and noticed that some of them are completely blank. You know, some of the newer nominations are completely blank. Is that something, the landmarks and points of interest listing, um, is that something we can work on updating? Do we need to have, can we talk to staff outside of this meeting or do we need to put that on the agenda? So um, we can talk about it publicly. Are we talking about the, like when you go to the city's webpage? The list, yeah, of the landmarks. I'm wondering if that's just an error. Um, oh, it said no, there's no information for this. Okay. It was just a sheet, and it's some of the newer ones, like the Xander building, the ones we've recently done. Okay. Um, yeah, we, why don't we have a, a discussion? Um, uh, Chair Soriano, you, you and I can talk with that about that offline. Oh, and, okay, great, okay. And if it needs to be brought, uh, if there needs to be some sort of comprehensive way of um, doing, you know, updating or maintaining the list, maybe we could bring that um, on a future agenda to okay. be discussed. That would be wonderful. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, and if anything we can do, I, I think, I mean, I'm not volunteering everybody, but <laughs> we're already volunteers, so. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, but thank you. Thanks, Jared. Um, I think that's it, right? I can adjourn the meeting? Yes, I'm going to adjourn the meeting. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.